You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to another episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino here with you once again. A little bit of a bonus episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings, a weekend edition. Didn't get a chance to uh, chat with you all during the week. So figured I would share a little bit, catch up with everybody, talk about our Buffalo Bills on a, on a few topics, and, and really today the focus on, on fantasy football. And I know it's early, right, when you talk about fantasy football. Maybe you've got those guys that are, that are really into their dynasty leagues and you know pieces where it's, it's something that they do year-round. Um, but from that standpoint, right, for many of us, our fantasy football leagues are still a few months away. But I tie this in because I think a lot of times you can see when you talk about fantasy football, it relates to the the respect that comes for your for your team. Right. A lot of times we'll talk about a narrative around the Buffalo Bills. The team doesn't get a lot of nationwide recognition. And I think we've certainly started to see that shift. And and maybe we'll talk about it in a future podcast. But right. I mean, we've seen things in the past week from Jake Glazer, Kyle Brandt, the team at Good Morning Football, always high on the Buffalo Bills. You know, so from that standpoint, I really kind of take a look at things and, and I feel like, you know, the Bills are getting, a, you know, a good amount of respect. Right. You talk about the number of primetime games for 2020, again, making the playoffs in 2019. And with a lot of this, I think it comes when we, we talk about fantasy football and, and what that looks like. Right. Not just what the, the fans think and, and maybe some of the average draft positions. But really, when you take a look at things, when it when it ties into the players themselves and, you know, like what the experts are saying, saying about them. So I wanted to take a real early look at some of the 2020 fantasy football rankings and uh, and in particular, right, going to uh, to ESPN.com. And I, I've got to be very honest with you. I love the work that ESPN.com does with their fantasy group, especially Matthew Barry, Field Yates. Um, I think those guys do just a fantastic job of keeping things entertaining but obviously getting into the specifics and, and really that analytical breakdown with so many of the positions. And I think when you talk about this, this respect, right, for lack of a better term, and, and I only use that term because I think it's something that, that many fans use that term, right? When we talk about the team, when we talk about just the conversations on a, on a national scale and, of course, being in the, the shadow of the New England Patriots and Tom Brady for so long, now, as we go to this, right, and, and again, at ESPN.com, and, and, and I'll throw the link in the uh, description here so you can check it out, you know, you take a look at things and you talk about the quarterback rankings. Number one should come as no surprise, Lamar Jackson with the Baltimore Ravens. Number two, Patrick Mahomes. Again, some of the experts have one at one, the other at two, and vice versa. Number three, Kyler Murray. I think that's a little bit more of an upside pick, but that's not for today's conversation. Number four, Dak Prescott. Number five, Deshaun Watson. Number six, Russell Wilson. And number seven, Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills. And I think as you take a look at that piece, right, it is certainly, you know, interesting, I would say, when we talk a lot about the narrative with Josh Allen, 
how people, you know, saw him as a prospect coming out of the University of Wyoming, what type of pro he would make. And again, in his second season with the Bills, helping get them to the playoffs and uh, putting them in position to win a playoff game. And yet alone along the same lines, doing some things that cost them the game against the Houston Texans. But but with that being said, right, Josh Allen at number seven and, and kind of the piece when you look at it, you might be thinking to yourself like, OK, well, in fantasy football, he throws for some touchdowns, what he can do with his legs, rushing for touchdowns in the red zone. Like, yeah, I could certainly see that. Now, here are the names that he's ahead of, though. And I say that and I realize, again, fantasy football, it's not real life football. We're talking about statistics and that is certainly what matters. But. You know, as you look at these things, right, you talk about the, the a bit of change here. OK, so Allen at number seven, Matt Ryan at number eight, Tom Brady at number nine, Drew Brees at number 10, Carson Wentz, number 11, Aaron Rodgers at number 12, Daniel Jones at 13, Matthew Stafford at 14, Ben Roethlisberger at 15, Baker Mayfield at number 16. So as you go through with all of this stuff, and I'm sure because you might be uh, interested, Sam Darnold is at number 26, and you have got Baker Mayfield uh, again at number 16 there. So, you know, as you go through with this piece, right, at least from a fantasy football standpoint, um, expectations are high for Josh Allen going into this season. And, and I know some, you know, will talk about it being a make or break season for him. I don't really by that term, I guess, when you say make or break, because it makes it sound like if he doesn't do well, that he is out as the, the quarterback for the Bills. And I think it just, uh, that, that's probably a conversation for another podcast. I don't want to digress into that piece. But again, as you look at some of these pieces and you think to yourself, of course, right? And there can be different questions. I mean, Kyler Murray going into his second year certainly shined at times as a rookie. The addition of DeAndre Hopkins, personally, I think the number three overall quarterback is a little bit high for him. Um, it's interesting. You see Deshaun Watson at number five. I don't think many people would argue that. But along the same line, certainly a downgrade with the weapons around him with DeAndre Hopkins leaving. And Josh Allen, again, at number seven, right? How much does the addition of Stefan Diggs play into that? And it's interesting because part of me wants to think not so much. And and I say that not from a standpoint of where where I don't think it makes a difference, right? I mean, personally, I think that's such a huge move for, for Brandon Bean and the Buffalo Bills and, and what that's going to mean. I, I look at it more when you talk about the ranking for Stefan Diggs from a fantasy standpoint, right? Here is someone that is, uh, that is listed number 26. Um, so that, right, at, at best makes him a borderline wide receiver too more of a wide receiver three or a flex play, depending on how your league is formatted. So I say that, right? It's not like one of these pieces that Stefan Diggs come in and, and people think like, okay, he's going to be back in that 2018 form where he had over 100 receptions and pieces that go along with that. You look at it, and, and, and I do scratch my head a little bit with the placement of Diggs. And I say that, right? Like here, here are the guys that are that are immediately ahead of him, right? I think when you talk about the guys at the top, like, of course, Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, Julio Jones, Tyreek Hill. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we all get that part. But here are the other guys, and this is a consensus of rankings, right, that, that you look at where Stefan Diggs falls. Devontae Parker ahead of him at number 25. Terry McLaurin ahead of him at number 24. DJ Chark at 23. T.Y. Hilton at 22. 
Calvin Ridley at 21, Tyler Lockett at 20, Cooper Cup at 19, Robert Woods at 18, Cortland Sutton at 17, and A.J. Brown at 16. Um, you know, again, a few others ahead of that. Maybe, you know, again, you're not looking at too much, you know, for anyone that follows the Minnesota Vikings. Adam Thielen listed at number 11, right? So that's certainly an interesting one. But where I'm going with this is like the optimism around Allen is not tied to any sort of optimism around Stefan Diggs, right? When you look at him as, you know, somewhere around number 26 on this list, that's having him in the bottom of the NFL, at least from a production standpoint of the number one wide receivers across the league. So, you know, here are the guys just behind him, Jarvis Landry, everybody's favorite, um, DK Metcalf, Tyler Boyd, Julian Edelman, Michael Gallup, AJ Green, Debo Samuel, and Marquise Brown. So from this standpoint, right, I, I think it's, um, you know, you go back to it, it's like, heck, Josh Allen at number seven, that seems a bit high for me. When you look at someone like Stefan Diggs, um, you know, being listed at number 26, that does have me scratching my head just a little bit from from that standpoint, and certainly time will tell. But at least right now, I, I consider him a bit of a buy low candidate from from that. And you know, for anyone that that follows fantasy football, I think that's something that you know you might feel the same way when you look at some of those other names around him, where you've got guys that are clearly, let's call it maybe like the number two wide receiver on their depth chart, and here he is um, as the number one option in Buffalo. Um, speaking of last year's number one option for Buffalo, John Brown is listed at number 41 for the Bills. So I think from that standpoint, at least there's an expectation that there might be a regression, you know, for him and what that could look like um, in the top 70. No sign of Cole Beasley, which I found curious that, again, if you're in some sort of a PPR league, that here's a guy that he's going to get a decent share of targets working out of the slot. Despite the addition of Stefan Diggs, I don't see it having too much of an impact on him based on, you know, him having that role truly carved out in the Bills offense. But you know what, time will tell as you look at these things, right? I mean, we're, we're talking about fantasy football. Like I said, it's, it's certainly early and we can see where things go with that. Now, another piece that I did want to share with you guys is was how it related to the running backs. And, and with that, right, when you check in at the running backs, at least with the rankings early on, ESPN has Devin Singletary at number 21. Right. So that has him in the category of being an RB2. And I think at least from a fantasy football standpoint, Devin Singletary's stock probably took a bit of a hit when uh, the Bills drafted Zach Moss, which I completely understand. Right. From a fantasy football standpoint, it's not great for Singletary, but for the Buffalo Bills, it's a great move. Um, I think for many, right, if there was an expectation that, hey, maybe they brought in a, um, you know, more of a veteran type, like just think to what they had last year with Frank Gore it would be much more of a delineation of who the lead back is and who is the backup. At least right now, the expectations for Zach Moss are pretty high, that we're talking more of a 1A and a 1B situation here. Now, again, Zach Moss, he hasn't even taken a snap in the NFL yet. So I will certainly pump the brakes when it comes to that and, you know, as we kind of take a look forward. But I think there's certainly the potential there and what he can be and, uh, and what that may look like. You know, maybe he, his workload. I guess you could say grows as the uh, as the season goes along. But from this standpoint right now, you've got Devin Singletary at number 21. And when you look at the rankings, the consensus has Zach Moss at number 48. So more of a handcuff, maybe something, you know, based on the matchup as a flex play and and somebody if you're in a dynasty or a keeper league 
you know, you, you buy low and, and see what you have there and maybe somebody worth holding on to in the long term. As we go to tight end, you know, and this doesn't really come as a surprise either. I think for, you know, for many Bills fans, we look at Dawson Knox. We're excited about the potential that he has, what he can be, right, from from that standpoint. But at least when it comes to fantasy football right now, he's listed at number 27, right? So that puts him towards the bottom of the list as it comes to uh, tight ends. I mean, I think there's still the question is, is Tyler Croft going to demand some of those snaps based on the work that he's able to do and if he can stay healthy? Of course, we know Lee Smith that, you know, assuming he makes the roster will will be on the field as a blocking tight end. And uh, and of course, a little bit of a wild card in Tommy Sweeney. But, you know, with this, I think you talk about someone like Dawson Knox still having some upside potential, but not anybody that you should be drafting in any sort of fantasy football league. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Now, the last one up, right, that we'll we'll take a look at, and, and I'm not going to talk about kickers because at least in my league, we don't do anything with kickers. So I'm not even going to go there from, from this standpoint, whether it's Tyler Bass or Steven Hauschka. Um, love the kickers in real life. Just when it comes to fantasy football, not so much. So as we look at the defense and special team rankings, um, the Bills come in at number three, right, behind the Steelers, behind the 49ers. And then you have the Bills, and they are ahead of the Patriots, the Ravens, and the Bears. Um, of course, I'm not any sort of a proponent of drafting a defense or special team, uh, defense and special teams pick early in any sort of draft. But I think from that standpoint, when we talk about what Leslie Frazier and Sean McDermott have been doing with this defense, of course, guys like Tremaine Edmonds, Matt Milano, Tredavious White, Micah Hyde, and others, um, plenty of respect for the Buffalo Bills defense and what they bring to the table. So, you know, as I was looking forward to this stuff, um, you know, again, I'll be honest with you guys, right? You, you kind of are, you know, there's no workouts. It's kind of that slow time when it comes to talking about the NFL. So I started to turn some of my attention to fantasy football. And as I was looking at this, I found it intriguing, again, especially that that part where Josh Allen, you know, the, the number seven slot for the Bills. And I figured, you know what, this is probably something worth sharing. Because if I've got some thoughts and I'm thinking about it, maybe it'll spark a good conversation with you guys as well. So I always appreciate you tuning in. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you get all of the great podcasts here at buffalorumblings.com. Um, it's always appreciated. I appreciate all the feedback that you guys have. Make sure you hit us up on the site. And as always, go Bills. Take care. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.